one story that sets the stage for all the rest. The story behind the carol, O Little Town of Bethlehem. The words were written in 1868 by a famed Episcopal priest, Phillips Brooks. And the music? Where did it come from? The title of the story, The Angel's Song, gives a hint and gives new meaning to the line in the carol's first verse, Above thy deep and dreamless sleep. Whether you picked up this audiobook in December or July, enjoy and be inspired. As you listen, rejoice in the ultimate message of Christmas. The Lord has come. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. He came as a baby, born in a little town named Bethlehem, and through the presence of the Spirit of God, He abides with us every hour of every day. The Angel's Song by Richard W. O'Donnell A week and a half before Christmas in 1868, Louis Redner, choir master of the Church of the Holy Trinity in Philadelphia, sat at his desk studying the music his children's choir would sing for the holiday service. Oh, how the children need practice, thought the choir master as he considered the pieces they would be performing. He heard footsteps coming down the hall and looked up to see the church rector, Phillips Brooks. From the expression on his face, something was up, Redner could tell. I hope nothing has gone wrong, he thought. I don't have time for problems. What can I do for you, Phillips? he asked. Brooks handed Redner a sheet of verse. Do you think you could set this poem I've written to music? the rector asked. I would like the children to sing it at the Christmas service. Three years prior, Brooks had traveled the winding, dusty road to Bethlehem on Christmas Eve. He'd often talked about the trip and had delivered some of his most memorable sermons about it. Looking down at the little town from atop the hills of Palestine, Brooks was overwhelmed by the miracle that had taken place there so long ago. Now he had finally written a poem about it, a lovely poem as far as Redner was concerned, but how would he make the time to do it justice? Phillips Brooks was an important man, admired all over America. Not only was he a talented writer whose sermons were printed and sold in bookstores, but he was also a magnificent speaker. With Brooks at the pulpit, the church was always filled. And Redner? Redner was just a simple organist. Who was he to say no to the great Phillips Brooks? I will try to compose the music, Redner promised. When the rector was gone, Redner sighed, wondering when he would have a chance to sit quietly and work on the project. On Sunday, five days before Christmas, the choir would have its final rehearsal for the special service. Anything that was to be sung would have to be ready by then so the children could have a chance to prepare. "'Have you ground out that music yet?' Brooks asked Redner late Friday afternoon. Redner shook his head. "'I will do what I can tomorrow,' he promised. "'I have set some time aside.' Brooks was disappointed, but he tried not to show it. "'If you are unable to compose the music,' he said gently, "'I will understand.' On Saturday, Redner sat down at his desk, but his mind was filled with the mighty anthems his choir was to perform, and he could not concentrate on the rector's simple poem. He was interrupted by other business. A choir robe was missing. There seemed to be a problem with the organ. He ran out of ink for his pen. 
After working late into Saturday night on the choir's music, without much more thought on the rector's poem, Redner crawled into bed exhausted and frustrated. Phillips Brooks would not get to hear his poem on Christmas Day. I can't write this music, Redner thought as he fell asleep. If you want it sung at the Christmas Eve service, Lord, you will have to write it yourself. Deep into the night, Redner awoke. Did he hear singing? Redner opened his eyes. Someone was whispering a tune in his ear. Redner listened, transfixed until the singing stopped. Then he lit a candle and looked around the room. He was alone. Seizing a piece of paper from the nightstand, he quickly jotted down the song he'd heard. One day I will find the perfect words for it. With a smile on his face, Redner snuffed the wick and closed his eyes. The first thing Redner saw the next morning was the piece of paper beside his bed. Looking it over, he realized that the simple tune...